Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. What is our response as believers in and followers of Jesus Christ? It's to have a heart after God's own heart. You don't notice the car they drive. You don't notice the kind of name brand clothing or whatever that they have. You don't notice the the skin color. God doesn't notice those things. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. There are many differences between people on this earth. It's easy to get caught up in focusing on the differences rather than remembering that we are all created in God's image. Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that God doesn't see the differences. He sees the similarities and loves every single person immeasurably. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Joshua chapter 5 as he continues his message, We Need to Talk. This is how we're going to see it. Roads two and three. Road number two is that you fold into this collective unit of Black Lives Matter. You fall into that movement because you're afraid. Maybe you don't want to ruffle feathers. Maybe you believe in it. Maybe you're ignorant. I don't know. Others are going to say, wait a minute. I might be white, but I didn't cause slavery. Why do I have to suffer and do what you say do? Because when you fold into that collective fold of Black Lives Matter, you are under their control. You don't have a mind. You must think like they do. So this other group is going to be considered far right no matter if they're not. Do you hear me? So what's going to end up happening is somebody on the far right is going to do something. And when they do, it's going to pseudo-validate Black Lives Matter. And they'll grow bigger and more demonic. Do you see it? It's a shame. So you had a, you had a couple of statistics oh, yeah. that you wanted to share. Listen to this. This is really interesting. And the reason why I mentioned this is because the name they have, Black Lives Matter, they already said in their statement, they really don't care about black lives. It's an agenda that they care about. Power, control, and also demonically influenced. But I care about black people. I care about all people. So it's just amazing to me that all of those who are following this movement, all of those, from black all the way to the brightest white one, you think you're helping black people, huh? You're not. You're adding to the problem. Check all these stats. How come only 6% of black males represent nearly 50% of all violent crimes in America? Let that sink in. Read that again. 6%. 6% of black males represent 50% of all violent crimes. Here in America. It just seems to me that that's a bigger problem. But black lives matter don't care about that. And they already said it in their statement. 
Yet, hundreds of thousands of people are marching in support of that, but won't touch this. Last Saturday, 18 people were killed in Chicago. Over the weekend, 25. Doesn't matter. Here's another stat. Nearly 45% of all murders in the U.S. are conducted by blacks. And we only represent 12.6% of the nation. Sounds like a problem to me. And when it comes to these violent crimes, oh, that hits home for me. My son is one of them. Is this because of police brutality? Is this because we have some renegades and vigilantes coming after us? I have never in my life had to run from a white person. But I would tell you this. I've had to run many times for somebody of my own color. Wow. Wow, Mac, thank you for sharing that. Um, I know for me personally, and I know for you as well, as we've talked about this, it's so hard to wrap your mind around what is happening. Uh, doubtless you saw the um, scene where uh, these politicians got down on their knees and they were wearing, uh, you, you said it was the Kunta Kinte. It was the, that's a tribal scarf. They bent their knee and they confessed with their mouth as it were. And it struck me that this is what's going to happen, uh, during the tribulation with the Antichrist. They are going to bend their knee and pledge allegiance to the image of the beast. Share with them what you were uh, telling me earlier. Yeah, because it's funny. You think about that concept, which is going to happen. The point being is this. So you know how they're tearing down all these statues? All they're doing is creating real estate for the image. There'll be one erected that they won't take down, and they'll bow down to that. Never thought of it like that. It's, it's called, it, it, this is, you're going to be hearing a lot more about this cancel culture. So what they're basically doing is they're, they're kind of going back now, uh, and canceling everything. I heard a, a commentator, uh, a couple days ago. It was towards the end of the segment and I caught it and I thought, wow, Lord, thank you for letting me hear that. He basically said this. How far back are they going to go and cancel everything out? Are they going to go all the way back to Jesus Christ and the crucifixion and resurrection and cancel that too? You know, uh, I shared this a couple weeks ago. Uh, Live is evil backwards, E-V-I-L. And devil is lived backwards, D-E-V-I-L-L-I-V-E-D. And this is what Satan is all about. It's a reversing of, a canceling out, where, like Isaiah says, there's a curse, woe unto them 
that call evil good and good evil. It's a rewriting, a canceling, if you prefer. And so now all of a sudden everything is backwards. So police are bad and criminals are good. It's backwards. It's live evil. Evil is good and good is evil. So uh, anyway, that's a really interesting. I never thought of it like that. They're tearing down all of these. Uh, and that, that makes sense. I mean, that would really, isn't that interesting? It is. I want you to explain uh, socialistic slavery. And here's another one that you're going to hear a lot about. In fact, I don't know, there's a video right now that's um, kind of gone viral on social media. It's a, a guy posing as uh, Black Lives Matter, and he goes up to this white woman uh, on the streets, kind of startles her a little bit, and says, you know, my uh, boss said that I have to uh, tell you I'm from Black Lives Matter, and you need to get down on your knees as a white person, and you need to apologize my son first sent it to me, and I, I lost my appetite. And for me to lose my appetite, that's really saying something. But it was just, it was chilling. It was chilling. So this is now white guilt. White guilt. So could you speak to this, please? Yeah, so when I'm talking about socialistic slavery, it's, um, it all comes from removing a value system. So once you take away a value system for the individual and you say that every problem that you have is social, then there's no accountability for me. It's not my problem. It's somebody else's or some agent's problem. And so you become slaves to a socialistic problem and you utilize that as your marching orders throughout your life and that's sad and it's being promoted in schools and colleges that's what they're telling black people so what happens well now I have to blame somebody for the issues not look at the issues holistically and try to resolve some of the problems with them no 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 I have no problem it's somebody else's problem. And then you keep going on with this, and as it manifests and grows, you, you target a group who seems to be the issue. And now you demand them to listen and take action on all the problems that you have and your hands off. And when they don't do it, you bash them. You do all these things you can to get your point across by intimidation or whatever metrics because you're enslaved to this process. And now, as years have passed, there's another tool that's being utilized very effectively, and that's white guilt. You had an advantage all the time. You should be ashamed of yourself. And you need to basically pay me back. And then some. And whoever does not stick to this program, oh man, 
they become socially lynched, especially if you're black. So many people with other views make small, I mean, not even comments that go against it, just neutral comments. Like, we need to love everybody. Oh, whoa, you, everybody, what, what, you didn't say black first? You are a Uncle Tom. And all kinds of other words. The Lord gave me thick skin and, and not that many friends, so I'm good to go. <laughs> Don't matter. I've been called so many names. Another thing is, please don't bring me the 33-year-old psychologist on how blacks operate. Don't tell me about black people. Listen to this. National values are behaviors and characteristics that we as members of a society are taught to value and enact, such as, look, fairness, equal treatment, individual responsibility, and meritocracy are examples of some key national values in the United States. When looking at national values through a structural racism lens, however, we can see that there are certain values that have allowed structural racism to exist in ways that are hard to detect. This is because these national values are referred to in ways that ignore historical realities. Two examples of such national values are personal responsibility and individualism, which convey the idea that people control their fates regardless of social position and that individual behaviors and choices determine material outcomes, end quote. This is being taught. Do you see what's happening to my people? Once you remove personal responsibility, something else has to take its place. Something else. And that creates all kind of racial tensions because it's your fault. It's your fault. And sadly, white people are buying into it. Bowing down to Black Lives Matter. If you bow to that, then you'll bow to anything. It's a fear of man, like we were talking about. It's, and that's a trap. It's a fear of man. Well, this last one that I want to end on, and it's kind of a biggie, uh, too. And it's um, speaking to the role of black leadership. If you could maybe talk about that. So... Black leadership, leadership as a whole as well, but just specifically for blacks. You would expect that they would come out, those in position of authority and have uh, platforms. And when things are going wrong with us, whether it's culture or no matter what it is, they would say it's wrong. And provide blueprints for us to get back on track as a people. But what has happened especially within the last 10 years, is that when things are going south, they're silent. Say nothing at all. And then they show up like cameo appearances for brownie points. And hardly anyone calls them out on it. 
And it's also sad that over 75% of black people profess to be Christians. Unbelievable. What Bible are you following? And that's a direct reflection of what's been coming from behind the pulpits. Hot garbage. But it's all an agenda. And they don't even realize that they're being utilized by the enemy. And these so-called pastors that are folding into this collective group of Black Lives Matter, they're afraid. They are fearful. And the reason why they're fearful is because of lack of faith. And they have a lack of faith because they have a lack of the word. Bowing down to man, claiming to be of God. They are of their father, the devil. And God's going to deal with them. All this movement stuff and joining forces with this satanic group. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 24, verses 21 through 22, the word of God says, My son, fear the Lord and the king. And listen to this. Do not associate with those given to change. Do you know what that means? Rebels. We, as Christians, don't associate with rebels. Justice? Yes. Definitely. Fight for justice. That's a good thing. Expose the evil. That's a good thing. But joining forces with evil? You're evil yourself. Verse 22. For their calamity will rise suddenly. And who knows the ruin those two can bring? It's a problem. We should not party to this mess. Not partner with it at all. Would it be Christians and followers of Jesus Christ? We don't follow movements off the cliff in the name of justice. We follow the true living God in the name of Jesus. Wow. I'm speechless. That's another miracle to be having no appetite and having no words. Two things that... Thank you so much, Mac, for your insight and just your heart and the clarity and the honesty with which you are speaking to this. You know, I it's heartbreaking. I made light of it at the beginning, but it, it, it is actually so true. You know, and it, I, I think about David... He, he was called a man who was a man after God's own heart. You know what that means? He had a, a heart that was after the heart of God. The things that God's heart were after were the things that he and his heart was after. So what's God's heart on this? When I say my brother here is black, I don't know if you noticed um that is a thing because god doesn't notice that man notices that god looks at the heart 
So what is our response as believers in and followers of Jesus Christ? It's to have a heart after God's own heart. You don't notice the car they drive. You don't notice the kind of name brand clothing or whatever that they have. You don't notice the the skin color. God doesn't notice those things. You know, I moved here from uh, North Idaho. We lived actually in Spokane, Washington, but the church that I had planted was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, a stone's throw away from Hayden, Idaho, which was at the time known as the white supremacist capital of the nation. In fact, they had a white supremacist compound close in proximity to where our church was. Again, God's got a sense of humor to send a pro-Israel Arab into. You know, the last census they did at the time was that the, the constituency or the population of of white people was 98% white. Hardly any black people at all. In fact, if I recall, I don't think we had one black guy in our church. Um, and I was the only Arab in the church. I was the pastor of the church. So anyway, I, I again, I'm going somewhere with this. So um, when when I was there, we had people in fact there was one guy in the church he didn't last long we we uh we had to remove him but he was spreading this white supremacist uh rubbish you know anti-semitic uh white supremacist neo-nazi stuff i felt like how my brother must have felt like and one of the things when we moved here that I realized was that Hawaii is very forgiving ethnically because I'm, I, I am married to a white woman in an interracial, uh, marriage in, uh, Hayden, Idaho. That is like anathema over here. I mean, look at you guys. We got every ethnicity, for the most part, represented. And I love that. Now, why do I mention that? Because that's what it's going to be like before the throne. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue. We are going to be worshiping the Lord. Every nation, every tribe, and every tongue. We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth. Our time with you is coming to an end today, but that doesn't mean you have to stop learning from God's Word. We encourage you to read the Bible yourself. In it, you'll find God's heart on so many matters and be able to catch His vision for your life, especially during this time in our nation's history. It's important to stay firmly connected to the truth of God's Word and the love that He has for all the world, every person, no matter who they are, that includes you. Maybe, as you've been listening today, you've become aware that you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. You may already read the Bible, and maybe you even attend church, but have you surrendered your life to Christ? If not, today's the day to make that change. 
If you're not sure where to start, please visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com right now and find the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This will give you step-by-step instructions and will answer questions you might have about why this is so important. We also encourage you to be part of a church. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you have a standing invitation to join our family of believers. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more and get directions at our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for tuning in. Join Pastor J.D. next time for more truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.